Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 23 of the Adventures of Suffers podcast. Episode 23 on the 23rd. Aren't we just cute? And I did not plan that. Honestly, that would take way too much intricate planning, and my head hurts just thinking about it. Anyway, on this episode, I brought back my friend, your friend, all of our friends, Angie. Woo! she's not wooing for herself that's really sad it's okay thank you for having me back again you haven't disowned Mm. me so no I mean honestly if I was gonna disown you it would have been what was this for in February two months ago and I hadn't 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 done it so here we are Angie has made me famous on Twitch so you know if you haven't seen it just go to my Twitch now that's Angie except for my face that is clearly stuffers I digress it's fine I try my best but your face sells it, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TM. I just trademarked my face for anyone who didn't see the motion that I did when I said TM. It's fine. Audio podcast. I will learn one day. Anyway, I brought Angie back. One, to talk about, you know, my wedding and, like, the events prior to my wedding that we part- partook, partake, par- we did. The things we did before my wedding. I don't know if it's partake, partook. Is that even partook a word? I don't know. Partake, I think. But then partook. it just sounded weird. Partooken. But how do we do the past? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the things we did prior to my wedding. And I also wanted to talk to her about uh, a show that she's been working on. For this, this is now the second season she's doing it. And kind of give a little insight on that. Because some of my friends that I know are striving to be either working on TV shows or whatever it may be. And this is what it's like. Some, well, at least in Angie's case. So let's rewind to the week of the first week, the week of the first week, the first week of December. Let's just rewind a little bit back up. So Angie came to my wedding. She was so graciously invited. I mean, she made the invitations. Why would I not invite her? You know what I'm saying? Anyway. She came to the wedding, and the day before, we went to the Orlando Informer meetup, which you know that I personally love, but Angie has never, you know, she never been to one. Angie, what, what did we think? Okay, well, for backstory, stuff mentioned OI, like, probably when we first started talking and when we met, and I was like, what the heck is this? I mean, obviously, I... I don't go to Florida often. I'd only been like two times in my life at that point. But um, yeah, she and Jackson were kind enough to invite me to the meetup the night before her wedding. And I am now a spoiled brat Mm -hmm. when it comes to visiting Universal Studios. And I'm already planning on hopefully going next December. Um, This December, technically. Yeah, I know. It feels like so long away. But yeah this coming December of 22. Um, It was the coolest theme park experience I've ever had. And it was awesome being able to go with you and everybody else that came and just being able to be around a bunch of people that think the same about uh, theme parks and enjoyed the night um, in various ways. And, you know, the Harry Potter nerds and all that fun stuff was just amazing there are, there are many the harry free potter food nerds. is such a great perk <laughs> i'm just saying i mean i was just going to stands and getting churros or ice cream or lemonade or drinks or it's it's great because it's like 
the stuff that you may not enjoy or you think you like you're on the fence about whether or not you'd spend the eight bucks for it because if you don't like it you're just gonna throw it away but you don't have to worry about that at a meetup which is great and maybe it's maybe it's not the best thing to say and like (laughs) being wasteful but um yeah it's okay we're all right it's okay if anyone is new and tuning in what we're talking about Orlando Informer if you go to meetup.orlandoinformer.com you'll see exactly what the meetup is about but essentially it's low wait times for, you know, over 25 rides and attractions. You get unlimited food and non-alcoholic beverages. The food does include the Florian Ford Excuse ice cream, butterbeer ice cream. Sometimes they have, you know, uh, regular soft serve, like chocolate, vanilla. Yeah, it, it varies per meetup. So, you know, just keep an eye out for that. And you just, it's, I don't even know how to really describe it, except for just telling you to go. The difference in crowds from because we are allowed in I think two two or three hours maybe a little bit longer than um, before it closes to the public and the difference between when the public is in the park and then when you when the unlimited food starts and like it's just the OI people is insane like nine day difference you can get all of those like zen like how, how people do like those Zen videos where you just watch for like 30 seconds, like a fought, like a fountain running. You can do that, but you can just stroll down a street and there will be barely anybody there. Team members are super nice. And it's just an overall great experience. And the OI team is great. I know most of them personally, most of them know me, you know, we got like a little bond happening. So I don't know, highly recommend you at least check it out. The next one is yes. June 3rd and 4th. Yes. So I, I will say, I think that night, like I walked on to every ride except Velocicoaster and Hagrid's. And even then, what, it was like a 10 minute wait. I think Maybe. for Velocicoaster, the longest wait was everyone shoving stuff into lockers and then oh, getting wanded because they yeah. inevitably got stopped. And then Hagrid's was probably the longest wait, which still wasn't, it no. really wasn't that long. Oh God, and no. the nighttime views on these oh. rides. It beats daytime. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's always so much more fun that way. But as someone who's been to after hours events at Disneyland and Disney World, this blew all of them out of the water completely. Even with the price, I will say I was going to go to Mickey's Not So Scary right before the world lit on fire. And then obviously I got my tickets refunded because it didn't happen that year. I was willing to pay the prices, but it's a completely different thing. Like it's not just free popcorn or free ice cream or whatever they did for with the parties they did is it a double the price yes but you can literally have a full day's worth of meals like you can you can make it worth it just by eating it, it, you don't even have to ride the rides if you're not a ride person you can go there for the ambiance you can go there as like your one trip a year i'm a pass holder and i do these things so i cannot stress enough but i, just, I will say in general, that you're a very, very good salesman, and oh, I should, you know, pay attention. Love to me that forever because they've they've sold me, or you've sold me on their experience. So, my interest is pretty great. If y'all don't, if y'all don't know. Y'all should know. And then Cinnabon also, there's unlimited Cinnabon people, and that's worth it in itself. Let's be real. Mm, exactly. I'm. Just I, I was sad they shut down the line before I could get to it. 
Uh, yeah, you clearly weren't in the line with us, so. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to go ride Forbidden Journey, and nobody no. likes that besides me. See? <laughs> the queue's fine. I just, you know, don't want to get nauseous. Um, you know, I just. I mean, to be fair, you you needed to sit down for a while. Correct. So there we are. I just, you know. Yeah, it was not a good idea for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's why. And, and they have some of the shows running, like Cel- Celestina Warbeck in The Wizarding World and Diagon Alley. They'll have that. Some things do close once the park closes. It's like odds and ends, but most of the experiences are there and you won't miss out. Just, I don't know, check it out is all I got to say. And, you know, if you decide to go, let me know. And Angie's going in December, so here we go. Yes. <laughs> you might see us or, you know, might see me. Who knows? Now on to bigger and greater things in the world. Actually, that's pretty big and pretty great. So I, I don't know how we're going to say, it. I don't think we could top that. <laughs> but anyway, Angie, you have been working on a TV show that I personally enjoy watching. And I didn't when it first came out. I think season three is the season that I started watching it and then I binged. I just, you know, I was like, oh, this is silly. Who's really going to watch? And I fell into the trap and I now watch it. Would you like to tell the folks at home what show it is, what seasons you're working on? Because I honestly don't remember what seasons and what you do for the show. Yes. So um, last season, I got the opportunity to work for The Masked Singer, um, airing on Fox. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I worked on season six. That was my first season. And uh, yeah, I was um, extended through season seven and I do a lot of the motion graphics for the show. And this year in particular, I also did a lot of the prop work. So like all the little um, character commercials that happen before the performers go out on stage. Like if you see little props, I probably had a hand in doing that. And that was kind of fun to uh, do something more physical this year prop work in terms of like like their clue like in their clue package type thing yeah so like if there's like a product or a box with a logo on it Mm -hmm. I probably did see that sorry I'm learning something new today continue sorry you know this was something I never well let me back up when I was going to college and stuff like working on a tv show or a movie was kind of my goal and then I started working in sports and I kind of got stuck in that world for a long time. And then COVID happened and all these weird things that I always wanted to work on started happening because I I don't know, I don't know how that even happened. And I never expected it to happen that way. I got to work for Blizzard, which was kind of like this really cool dream. Then I got to work on a TV show and like, you know, I, I never expected that to ever happen and I think a lot of that is imposter syndrome which I deal with a lot for our lives knows that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as we discuss our imposter syndrome constantly with one another correct yeah but it's been a really neat experience and it it always is kind of a little bit of a endorphin boost when or serotonin boost when you get to see all that stuff happen on tv after all the hard work you put in you, I mean, I don't think you reached out to them. They reached out to you. Like how, how was the process to get to that point? Cause you were working with Blizzard. I knew that part. Cause I, you know, I have the inside <laughs> scoop, but you were working with Blizzard. How mm-hmm. one, how does that, 
how do people like that find you like are are you just well known like oh my god I'm so cool yeah or (laughs) or like what how does that work and then how do you know that it's legit when when they do reach out to you okay well there's a saying at least that I've heard you know going through this industry and it's it's not what you know it's who you know and I know that sounds like really depressing and like why try kind of thing but it does matter to an extent because Mm -hmm. I will admit that every job that I've gotten after my first job has been because I've had a connection and that's how this all played out when um, I got my job at Blizzard my boss that hired me was like oh yeah I knew your work from working at Energy Esports and we really enjoyed it here. And I was like, oh, wow, I've never met you in my life, but you know my work. That's cool. And then after I worked at Blizzard, I was working for them at a time when things were starting to go downhill for them. And we all know what that is. Um, But most of my department was let go for various reasons. And, you know, we were all pretty close and we got along really well. And um, the coworker that reached out to me regarding the Masked Singer, worked with me at blizzard and he was like you know i've got another gig do you want to do this like they need people yesterday and i was like um yeah definitely so like it's not like it came from a weird source where you have to like check emails and see if it's actually legitimate or if they're trying to just scam you for your social security number but (laughs) yeah no it just it it always came from somebody i knew and I can't thank those people enough first off for like knowing that I can do it because again, it, that imposter syndrome is always there at the surface. And when you lose a job or you're going from contract to contract, you don't know if you'll ever get something again. So like being able to kind of jump around and having that help from other people in that industry is so, so important. I just want to say, being a contract worker, I would never, ever, 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 ever be able to do in my life. And I'm going to tell you why. I need, like, I'm a planner and I just need the stability in my life. And and I literally probably go bonkers searching for stability. And I'd be 10 times more stressed than I am today. However, with Angie, she's talented enough that every single time she's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have a job. Blah, 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 blah. She fu- <laughs> fucking job falls out of the sky. So, okay, well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> will say that mm-hmm. like my first job was a full-time job and it like I had paid vacations and I had benefits and then when the contract work started happening and that really started during COVID right so mm-hmm. it was fine at the time but I'm like you I need to be able to plan and that's that's one downside of working contracts there are a few you know but um yeah it sucks because like uh the end of November and you know this I was like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to come to your wedding because I didn't know if I was going to be picking up my contract again with Blizzard and working and not be able to get away for a week. But obviously that didn't happen and it worked out. But, you know, right after your wedding, the Masked Singer reached out again after me being gone for two weeks. And it's like, oh, we'll have, we want to have you back. And I was like, great. I don't have to start sending my resume out to <laughs> a bunch of places again. Would have been stressed. Would have been super yeah. stressed. Okay. I was going to go back. I'm going back to your, it's not how, who it, well, I don't know what the saying was that you said, but it's about who you know. That that was the moral of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is something that as I've gotten 
I'm going to, I'm going to just, this is going to sound ridiculous when I'm saying it as I've gotten older, because I am so old nowadays, as I've gotten more comfortable, that's probably a better way to say it. As I've gotten more comfortable and confident in speaking to people, I found the importance of networking, i.e. I started a job back in August and shortly after an opening in a different department that I was very interested in opened up and with the blessing of Angie and proofreading everything I was going to send, <laughs> she helped me reach out to different people in that department to say, hi, actually, I think it was before the position was even open. It kind of was just like, I'm interested in this department. Let me reach out. And I reached out to, I don't know, a handful of people. Finally, I think the last couple that I talked to were people that like we're in a place where I would want to be in. I kind of asked their advice and they were like, oh, well, we're having openings X, Y, Z type of thing. And I think it was very valuable for me to do that. One, because they noticed my name, like when I finally applied. And two, it's, they have a back, it's a very informal, like, this is what I can do. This is what I've done type of thing. And you kind of have a foot in the door that way. So yes, you send your resume, but like when you're applying for a job, but I didn't necessarily feel as much pressure because it's like, oh, well, they're already familiar with me and my background and things like that. Did it work out? No, but that doesn't mean you stop trying. Exactly. Which is stop trying. It's over. Well, that's what I mean. And then sometimes it's, it's like, you need to know people or you have to be familiar with people type of thing. Like I'm going to say this for the first time on the internet, or at least on my show, because technically last week, no, two weeks before this episode airs, I became an undercover tourist affiliate. Yego me, woo! But this is the first time I'm saying it because this is happening a long, long time after. But it wasn't necessarily who I knew. It was more like I put myself out there and I tagged them in posts that I've done that kind of, you know, showcased them. And then I went ahead and applied and they were like, oh, we really, you know, they noticed me. They remembered that I shouted them out in a video and that's how this whole thing became that. And as about someone who with less than a thousand followers on social media platforms, I think that that's a win and I'm going to take that. Boom. You, you've been putting in a lot of hard work this year and <laughs> it's starting to pay off. And I bet by the time this episode airs that even more fun things have happened and you're just you're just a, a train right now how much how much more fun things could happen I have no idea the train never stops let me tell you okay let's have some real talk really quickly being a creator even in Angie's case like being an artist and just uh, my brain hurts time management and really like prioritizing what what you like what you want to do what you can do is insane because right now like, or I'm assuming in the next couple of weeks, I'll still, it'll still be a right now thing. Right now, I pump out at least three TikToks a day, not including the weekends. The weekends, two to three if I can, Sundays, probably none. It depends on how I feel. I pump out about three TikToks a day. Instagram, I genuinely, I'm very close to giving up with Instagram. However, when I have like a tip that I'm sharing about the parks, I will take that TikTok. I will make it a reel and post that. But I'll only post on Instagram once a day because that's just what you do. I don't, I don't understand logic anymore. But Instagram's algorithm is really screwing up people. But TikTok seems to, the only way that you really can thrive is to pump out a lot of TikToks in a day. 
which is fine. But now I'm thinking about taking on another project, doing another like little side thing that I'm not going to discuss until I decide I'm going to do that. And Angie, was it you or was it Michael? Someone said like, oh, you're doing so much. And one of the things that I'm struggling with is do I have enough time? Or in like, if I do have enough time, what can I like back off on type of thing? And then it's like, okay, but if I'm backing off of this, then I'm not giving it my 100%. And then I feel like I'm not going to go anywhere with XYZ thing. So it's a very big, very multi-talented, multi-verse person. I think time management is very important. Like even Angie, like she's doing mass Singer stuff. She gets freelance stuff. She has to do a bunch of things for me that I annoy her with every day. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very big balancing act. And I don't know how you personally do it because you have to work on a bajillion graphics a day. <laughs> like, I don't know. But see, like, I think the exact same thing about you because like social media to me, I can't do it. And you know that, like, I am the most stuffy, like board stiff person when I'm trying to write on, you know, whether it's my Instagram or my Twitter or my Facebook, like I, I, Instagram is probably the only thing I like regularly post on. And even that it's like once a month, like I, I find social media to be very tiring and the community is, you know, usually not the nicest. And I, I don't know, like the amount of dedication you have to it is very inspiring because think, like for me doing graph, doing, you know, a bunch of graphics a day, it's what I've always done. So it's, it's more like, I, I just put my brain in that mode and I get it done. Like, it's not a difficult thing for me. It's draining, but it, it's just how I've always been. Like, I, I don't find the process to be a, a, an overly stressful thing. It's just like when those, when those times come when it's like, oh, okay, I'm working the 50 hours a week for the mass Singer. And then it's like, oh, here's a freelance project that we need, we need done. And then, you know, I've been working with you on Twitch stuff and stuff, and I'm still behind. <laughs> but like the pri prioritizing gets really difficult because it's like, okay, I'm going to work from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Mouse Singer. Then I'm going to take three hours and work on freelance work. Then I'm going to give up my Saturday. Then I'm going to give up my Sunday. I'd cry. But, but there, there's like, obviously there's downsides to that because on top of all that, there's other projects that I like working on, but they're all for myself. And by the time you get done with, you know, what you need to get done with, you know, to be able to pay the bills and pay for food, you're burnt out. And like, mm -hmm. there's still projects in my head that I'm like, you know, I, I want to do this. I just got a 3D printer for Christmas. And there's a project that I really, really want to go through with and, you know, print out and potentially start selling them. But I, I just, I haven't had the time. I, I do digital paintings and I've still got one sitting on my hard drive that I haven't finished. And I started almost two years ago. Like, Docker. what are you saying? That I never get anything done? Like, um, no, like for yourself, Sherbert? correct. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Sherbert, Sherbert is Sherbert a half, half done work of art. I don't even need the full one yet. That's besides the point. That's neither here nor there. If you don't know who Sherbert is, go to my uh, Twitch channel. Anyway, the thing is, is I think at least with both of us is we're doing stuff that we enjoy. So okay. that helps. I feel like the burnout comes when you try to do all those things at once so for me and I don't necessarily suggest what I do for everyone it probably will not work and not everyone can do it 
like this. For my TikToks, I have like, not like a structure, but I have like a more or less plan. And nine times out of 10, my TikToks are filmed the day I'm posting them. <laughs> so that's just how I work. That's just, I kind of, I three videos, I knock them out, I post them sporadically and call it a day. I do one that'll focus, typically I'll do one to two that focuses on either the theme parks or my Twitch. And then the other one will be on the other topic that I didn't focus on. And lately what I've been doing is I'm trying to actually come up with tangible not tangible, but like helpful tips, me actually talking and sharing a valuable piece of information with my followers to help them on their vacations because the trends on TikTok can only get me so far. Like I can only lip sync so many things. And then if I'm lucky, I get a decent enough uh, tip where I can just use it on Instagram. I don't have to stress. I just have to know when to, what time to post it because with Instagram, my timing is key. Apparently I don't, it's just a kerfuffle but I've always said this this podcast is one of the most enjoyable things that I, like this is probably the top thing on my list in terms of what I enjoy to like put my time into and we're recording this episode two weeks before like the actual up two or three weeks before the actual episode airs and this is the last episode in February. So I, I literally have everything up to this point recorded. And I think I only have one episode to edit and it's no stress off my back. I genuinely like I record these things, you know, during the week, a couple hours a day, my episodes are not terribly long. My guests are super great and I don't have to really edit much. I just, I find it very enjoyable because I also like having conversations with people. Now with that, I also Twitch stream. Twitch streaming is a little bit more nerve-wracking, harder, a lot of work into it, and I'm still trying to navigate how to do that. So when I think about Twitch streaming, it's probably at the bottom of my list of like all things. I, I enjoy all the things, but I think that it's at the bottom of my list because one, I'm not like a professional gamer. I'm not completely like top tier. I suck. Games are kind of wishy-washy right now in terms of enjoyable to play. Like I can only play the same game so many times and new games are coming out, but I'm still waiting for them. It's just, you have to kind of balance it and find like a schedule that works for you, number one. And number two, you just need to make sure that if you are not, I'm going to say this a couple of times, if you are not feeling it, if you are having a shit day, if you are like having like a mental day if you just don't really give a shit today don't post don't worry about it I like those days I'll like post on my story because that's like a simple hey how's it going I'm, I'm alive type of thing don't don't stress about it if if you go one day I mean even two take take whatever time you need but if you go some time if your followers give a rat's give a rat's ass about you, they'll still be there. They're not going to go anywhere. Like your growth won't be stumped by not posting for a couple of days because you just need a break. Like it it genuinely won't make a difference. And now that doesn't mean that you need to pump out six videos the next time you post because you missed out on two. That's not how that works. You just keep doing you chug on that train and they will just it might take more time but you won't really know how much, like it could have just taken the same amount of time. You won't really know. You just keep going through the grind, doing it the way that you can do it. And it'll all fall into place when it's meant to. I sat here, I literally sat in this spot recording a show with 
the Dillos landed. I mean, this was like two months ago. And I said, I don't find myself like, I don't feel like I'm going to grow. I don't feel like, I just don't feel like I'm the creator that grows. That's not what I said. That's just me ad-libbing at this point in time, what I'm trying to say. I have grown at least 200 followers since that point in my time. And that was two months ago. Was it like, I had no timeline in terms of where I wanted to grow, nothing like that, but I grew 200 followers. That's all about patience, which I don't have, but if I can do it, you sure as heck can do it. So here we are. Sips water. Well, let me piggyback off that for a second, because what you're saying is really important. Mm-hmm. And I, I know people have heard of writer's block, but I'm going to call it creative block right now. And it's a real thing. And I'm sure you've gotten into those ruts too, where you're just working so hard that all of a sudden you get this next project or you need a video, you need content for Instagram and you're just stuck. You have no ideas. You, you're wondering yesterday. what, what you <laughs> see what I mean? And like, that's why taking those breaks are so important because when you get to that point and it happens to me, you know, often, I guess, because I push myself too far is like you get an assignment from, you know, whether it's freelance or, you know, the mass singer or whatever. And it's like, oh, we need an idea for this. And your brain just kind of shuts down. And those points really scare me because I, I take pride on being able to like usually have an idea for something always. And when that happens, you start questioning yourself a lot and wondering what's wrong. And like, you're, you're not thinking about the big picture of like, oh my God, you know, I just, I've been working, you know, 12 hour days. And of course, like your brain is just telling you, you need to stop, you need to take a break. But, you know, I don't know, your heart is, your heart's not in it, but your brain, you know, just can't formulate anything. Like for me, I just, I have to have my heart into it because if it's the opposite, if your mind is like, I really need to get this done, but in your heart, you're like, I have no motivation. I have no energy to do this. It's going to be shit. It's going to be shit quality. And you don't want, you you don't want to put that out. You know what I mean? Because especially with like a job, they're going to be like, what, this is not the Angie that we know and love. And then for me, it's just like, Stuffers, what are you doing? Like, eh. that's, I made a really ugly face. You guys, that's just for the record. She really did. You're, you're yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Quality that's content. you're, you're 150% correct. Make sure your heart is in it as well when you're doing things like this and anything creating in any case, but how do you, so what do you do to kind of get through that hump? <sighs> um, walks help me a lot. It's something I've tried to adopt more. Um, I, I know when I, uh, had my first job working in sports. Um, I actually started getting, uh, kind of panic attacks, um, every now and then and working in sports and working in television shows is kind of that same beast. And I would say sports is worse in the regard I'm about to talk about, but, um, it's very fast paced. Um, it's very, um, you're working on the fly. You're never getting a lot of lead time for any project whatsoever because, you know, there would be times the day of a game, they'd be like, oh, we need these three sponsor graphics for tonight's game. They just signed a million dollar contract and they're paying your your paycheck. And it's like, oh, you want me to do what now? And like those times would get super stressful because, you know, there isn't like a lot of back and forth time to approve or deny things. 
And like in those moments, like you kind, I don't know, at least for me, I kind of lost touch with reality. Like nothing around me felt real. And that's when I was like, okay, I know what's about to happen. I know how my body's going to react. And now I need to get up and move. And like, I, I don't know, like I've learned over the years, you know, there's, there's things you can do like to ground yourself in those moments of panic. And, you know, some of them are just like touching things. Like it, it's like, I, I don't know the numbers, but it's like, look at five things, touch four things, you know, like try to smell something, just some, anything to bring you back out of your brain, you know, and I like to call them demons. You know, there's just those, those voices in your head that are saying, you know, you can't do it, or you're not doing it well enough, or, you know, you're not going to get it done in time. And like those moments are so overwhelming that, you know, usually when I can take a walk and just get away from my computer and get away from that for even five minutes, it just makes a world of difference, at least for me. And, you know, I know it's not the same for everyone. I, I do recommend, you know, meditation was something that I was introduced to during that same job. Um, they had somebody come in and teach it. And that was kind of a very uh, transforming moment for me in a way, because um, it was the first time I was ever able to shut my brain off for more than a few minutes. And I, now I try to do meditation through different apps and stuff, but I'm not good about it. And that's just my problem. Um, you know, I, I always have an excuse that I don't have enough time or whatever, but it, it's, I don't know. I, I think another good thing to add is when you can, and when it's not going to affect your job or your livelihood, don't be afraid to say no, because I am the worst person about that. And sometimes when you just keep saying yes to people, to be a people pleaser, it, it that that can be so detrimental to, you know, your, what you, what you love and what you love doing. Some people stay in their careers for all, you know, 40 years and you don't want to burn yourself out so badly that you just have no passion for it when you're younger. And I, I know I kind of messed myself up a lot doing that um, because I, I thought that if I'd never stopped grind or if I always was grinding, I was going to be fine. And that I think also kind of parallels my uh, imposter syndrome a lot is like, I felt like if I ever stopped, you know, that was it for me. Like, you know, um, I was always trying to make connections or go to events or take on more work or work on my portfolio or update my website. Like I was always, always, always doing something. And then when I lost my job right before COVID, I was out of work for eight months and, you know, a lot of that can be blamed on everybody being fired during that time. But, you know, even before that, you know, I went, I, I was still grinding. I, I reached out to old uh, employers and, you know, worked uh, sporting events, you know, doing um, technical directing and stuff just to be able to get by. I started walking for WAG. I, I was just always trying to do something because I'm very much a person that if I sit down and I have nothing to do, I, I start getting really antsy and I, I don't know how to handle myself because I've, I've always been going so hard for so long that I still haven't learned how to take time for me. I'm literally the same way. And I'm trying to 
I've tried to incorporate, I know this is going to sound kind of counterproductive, at least for me, but I am literally the person that needs to keep going or like, you know, make sure I'm always doing something. So like if I have a slow point at my job, I'll, you know, I'm always looking for tickets to take whatever it is to keep busy. But if I, if there's like just a slow period, I'll try to, you know, work on something to kind of better whatever it is in my personal life. Or like I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm looking into taking on another project, but what happened? What's going to happen with this extra project, if I decide to do it, if I decide it's worth my time, it'll be like a very limited basis. And I set the boundaries for myself prior to even going through with it, signing up and doing all the things. I think that's super important, at least for me, is to create boundaries. And with my gaming, like some days I'm just like, I have no idea what to play. I don't know, like, you know, or I was planning to do this one game and then my friends are playing another game and I'm like, I want to kind of hang with my friends. I'm going to go do that. It's kind of one of those things where you just have to find the balance in terms of what you enjoy to do while also trying to get your ish done, but also avoid burnout. Because my thing is, is if I did, if I played the game that I in my head was scheduled to play before my friends told me they were playing this other game and I went to play that game, I'd be like, oh, I'm so burnt out. I don't, I'm not really enjoying this. Like you're going to see that I don't enjoy it. So I think that's something that I try to kind of you know keep in mind and my blog i have posted more blogs by the way just for the record i have i have done that but if i'm not inspired or if i can't think of something useful helpful or something that like i'm passionate about to write it's going to be shit and no one's going to want to read it or i'm not going to want to put it out and then it's like you wasted how long trying to figure out what you were going to do in the first place you kind of have to let i'm going to be really cliche really cliche right now you have to wait for the muse to strike you you know you got to just be inspired in that moment and if you aren't in a place where you can create when you get inspired write it in your phone text it to your significant other i i'll never tell you how many things i get an idea i write it to angie because she just she's like the latest conversation Jackson, I like say it to him and he's just out of his mind by the time I'm done talking. So it's just one of those things you have to, you know, write it out, create when you can, you know, but don't lose that idea that you came up with. And that's what happens to me all the time. I'm like, I forgot I was recording a TikTok and it was a tip about your hotel stay or something. And while I was recording that one, another idea popped into my head and I didn't write it down and I forgot what it was. (laughs) I literally forgot what it was. I went to Angie and I was like, Angie, I I recorded this TikTok. I have no idea what the idea was that I had. I told Michael too. So then I was talking to Michael and he said some sort of keyword. Don't even know. I think he said like ticket prices. And the idea popped back into my head. It had nothing to do with ticket prices, by the way. But he said that. And I was like, I am writing this trucker down because I'm not losing it again. And now it's on my TikTok, both ideas. So you just got to do what you can. Get a journal. If, you, if you're into journaling, do a journal. My journal is, is my blog. If I, you know, feel vulnerable enough to write some, some vulnerable stuff down, I will. If not, I just share a bunch of tips and tricks. You know, it's all about the balance. balance. Yeah, but I, I think what you just explained too is something that kind of goes hand in hand with like creative block because 
I, uh, another thing I've learned over the years, and I don't know where I read it or whatever, is sometimes like not focusing on something is the best time to have an idea. And that's why, you know, shower thoughts are a thing, you know, but um, sometimes when you're just not actively thinking about an idea or, you know, a project or any of those other things, like, like what you said at the most random times, it'll come back to you. And, and that's helpful for getting over those humps too, is just, if you, and that goes back to meditation too. It's like, if you can just completely get your mind off of whatever you're worrying about, so sometimes your brain will fix things for you if you're lucky in that regard. And I, I tend to be uh, from time to time. Only time to time though. Only yeah, I mean, it, it's not a hundred percent foolproof plan, but- Our thoughts save lives. I will say though, I need like a waterproof something or other to write down my shower <laughs> thoughts because there's no way I'm going to remember by the time I'm done shampooing my hair, but I digress. I mean, right. I, were, I remember a specific time I was in high school and I was on the yearbook committee and we were like at a loss for what ideas, like the theme of the yearbook was going to be. And I, I had just, I just stopped thinking about it. And when I was on a school trip, I had a dream about board games and yes, that's so random, but I was like, wow that would be such a good idea for a yearbook I, or a yearbook theme and that was the theme for that year everybody loved it so it's like again not everybody's lucky and like their brain will you know go into overdrive for them when they don't want it to but um you know I've I've been lucky that sometimes those creative blocks can work themselves out at the most random times sometimes I know something else that I run into and I'm going to, this is, I'm going to tie this back into like our whole year goal when you were starting out was working on a TV show and now you're at that goal and you still suffer the same, you know, roadblocks that, you know, others do even, you know, even in other positions. But what I was going to say is that in a general creator space, at least with me, I find that I'm always wow, this is gonna get real dark, real deep, real, real some. Oh no. I always feel like I'm not good enough. This is like an imposter syndrome situation too. I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, the ideal look of what a creator in my space looks like, or I'm not doing enough, or I'm not. Yeah, like I just there are so many things that I'm just not and I've gotten to a point and I go through ups ups and downs sometimes I'm like wow I really killed it I got this amount of people talking to me today whatever the case may be I have gotten to a point at least since you know at least this year where I still have those moments but I've come to the reality check of I'm doing this for me. If all I'm doing is talking to someone that's me, I am accomplishing something because I find the content interesting. I find it helpful. I, you know, I've even gotten to the point where, you know, my friends want to go to Universal or my friends, you know, play different games than I play, but they still want to watch me play. And as long as I'm entertaining to myself or as long as I'm answering questions that either they have asked me and I'm like, oh, that's a really good thing. Maybe other people don't know that or it's something that I've personally dealt with when I'm planning or, or you know, doing anything, then that's okay with me. Well, do my tips get the most views on my pages? Not right now. 
And I've learned that social media is a fickle thing and your video will blow up months later. I've, I, that, I've learned that firsthand. So it's just one of those things where it helps condition me for patience because we all know I am an impatient person, but also it helps me kind of just not cater. Obviously you niche down, you pick your audience, whatever, but it helps me not cater to anyone but myself. It helps me get to the point where I'm doing the work for me. And if you don't like it, unless it's for you, like in your case, Angie, like you clearly have to appeal to greater masses, but you know, as long as it's appealing to me, as long as it's information that I want to put out there, as long as it's a game that I'm enjoying, darn it, I'm going to do it and no one can stop me. So, I mean, you know, in Angie's case, she, she has to, you know, she puts her own spin, her own style, whatever it's called, but she still has to get it approved. So it doesn't necessarily work in Angie's case. I'm a, I'm a little more boxed in than you, but you know, but you can decorate the box maybe just a little bit with some flowers. Exactly. Open the yeah. lid a little, just peek out. There you go. No, but you know, I envy you for that. It's like, you're not trying to change yourself just to get more likes, just to get more clicks, just to get more views. And when you, with your growth that you're experiencing while you're being able to stay grounded and not, you know, sell yourself out for better terms, like it, in those moments when things aren't going well, be proud of yourself. I try to, I will say it's been two or literally two months into the year. And I've seen, I was the biggest anti-TikToker there. Okay. Maybe not the biggest, but I was a pretty big anti-TikToker. Can't agree. And ever since I started on the platform, the ease of connecting with people, it's, it's insane how different it is from other platforms. It's insane how many people actually want to engage with you versus Instagram. I feel like you either see somebody or you don't see somebody. Like I have people that I've followed for years now, and I don't think I've seen any of their posts in probably two years plus. So it's one of those things where I do want to cater to an audience. I'm not saying don't niche, whatever. I care. I cater to various audiences but I also put out the content that I want there's there's this notion in content creating where you need to pick a niche stay in your niche 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 I honestly hate the word niche now it's just not my thing but that that notion that you need to put yourself in a box stay in the box and kind of cater to this box I don't like I do not like it at all. It's not me because listen, my for you page is like a variety of different people, a variety of different likes. Like there's Disney, there's Harry Potter, there's gaming, there's random clean talk. Like there's just a bunch of different things. If my for you page can be that different, why can't my content? Now, I mean, I, I do narrow it down. I don't, I don't do clean talk you know, but I mean, I do ice cream. I do what you need to do the voiceover for that video. I do universal. Sometimes I'll do Disney. I just, I'm, I just want people to know that I am a universal person. I do play video games. And if you get that from my page, then that's, that's my goal. That's literally my goal in life is just so you can see that my page is a representation of me and not just one part of me, all of me. And that's like the same thing with my blog. Like I have wedding tips on there. 
I, I have universal stuff. I have random things, but it all, it's still a reflection of me. And I think in social media, we've gotten to the point where we're trying so hard to stick to like stay in that box where we really just need to expand the box and really show who we are, not like stick to one thing because there's that whole Instagram versus reality thing. Why can't the reality be in like, why can't your reality be Instagram? And that's my, that's my hot take. Very hot take. Very she's nice. nodding. Yes. She's she's just nodding in agreement at this point. No, I, 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 no I, I, again, like I said earlier, like you staying true to yourself is the way you're going to be successful and you need to keep that up and you do a very good job at it. And I can't even imagine having to deal with all of that world because I, I mean, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. And I envy you being able to do as much as you do without losing what sight, what is important, lo- losing sight of what is important. You're important. And at the end of the day, that's uh-uh. all that matters. Uh-uh. Something like that. There, there was something okay. like that. All right. I will say I'm very proud of you for achieving your goals. And I don't know how Mass Singer seasons uh, seven, eight, whatever, what season seven. are we on? Seven. seven. I don't know how that's going. I know there were some things in the news. Oh, where, it's already leaked. <laughs> where, you know, people are storming off and, you know, now a new person needs to be put on. I don't know. Whatever is happening with that. But mm-hmm. the art itself is great and you're doing a great job. Thank you. And if y'all watch season six and know Mass Singer and what we're talking about, I can show you what graphics she did. I'm just, just saying I can kind of highlight pinpoint. And it feels like that you actually, with this new season have not only like taken on more responsibility, but it seems like you're mm-hmm. higher up on the food chain than you were last season. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm being, I, I, I feel like I'm being taken more seriously and like, obviously that happens like the longer you're out of place and, you know, you prove that you can do the job, you can do the job. Well, people, you know, feel comfortable going to you for certain things. And I, I'm, I just, I've really gotten, you know, along better with, the group this year and I just feel like everybody's talking more and it's just a really happy good environment um you know minus the stress of you know live reality television but yeah you're right it's I, I feel like I'm finally kind of falling into place there which is great. This is this is my thing. You get out of your comfort zone. If you are completely miserable, obviously get out of that situation. But mm-hmm. if you're having a good time, pursue it again. Keep doing it, and you know, you can only it's only on the up from here. I think, in my opinion. So, agreed. Hi, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Angie, for insight. We really went. We dove deep in there. Started off with Universal, and then we had a whole whole deep dive moment there. So, thank you for yeah, tuning thank in. You. Or coming on, tuning in, coming on, all the things. Tuning Anytime, in, in you on. know that. All right, plug all your things. Watch The Masked Singer season seven airing at some point on Fox. I don't know if they've even set a date yet, but I know I it's in March. Um, yeah, watch it. Uh, enjoy the graphics. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the people that get unmasked. Um, my Instagram is Angie underscore Annette underscore Art. Um, I post things there occasionally um <laughs> but uh, I always appreciate a follow um and um you can see my work for the mass singer as well as some of the other jobs I mentioned today on my website angianet.com that's double n double t no e at the end correct for, for anyone 
for anyone that also was spelling it wrong, like me, that when we first met. It's okay. Everybody okay. does it. Yeah, I've learned my lesson and now I don't do that. All right. If I I just, I need a jingle. I just feel like I say the same dang thing at the end of my show every single time and I need to mix it up, but maybe consistency is key. I don't know. But if you don't follow me or don't know that I exist did before this episode i'm not really sure where you've been but welcome to the craziness you can follow me on instagram and tiktok at adventures with steppers s-t-e-p-h-e-r-s only you know that's it that's adventures not avengers and you can go to my website adventureswithsteppers.com that's where my blog is where you can listen to my podcast i've linked all my socials i will have something very exciting added to that would be my affiliate link for undercover tourist so actually by the time that you're listening to this i should hopefully have it so if you are looking to book an upcoming vacation to walt disney world or universal and you want some discounted tickets or hotel stays go check out my website and click the link and do all the things and book your trip if you have any questions you can also dm me and what am I missing? My Twitter, AsianZing95. And catch me on Twitch, typically Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern to around 11 p.m. Eastern. And Saturdays, it's a free-for-all. It's just whenever whenever the juices be flowing. And that's just how that goes. Twitch.tv slash AsianZing95. If you want to give me a follow, that would be great. And do I have any other things in the works? I do have some things in the works. I have not shared them publicly only angie knows about them and my husband obviously and gimli so stay tuned onto my socials for any updates from me i think there's some exciting things happening soon i will actually be going to orlando in a week from now when you're listening to this a few days from now when you're listening to this so i will catch you guys on the next episode which will either be next week or the week after i haven't decided it's all about flowing flow going with the flow i was gonna say flowing with the river that doesn't make any sense anyway i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope to see you on the next one and have a great day night evening week month car ride whatever whatever wherever and whatever you're doing have a good one 